how are you doing? My name is McKenna. Welcome back to the Divine Experience Podcast. I'm here to welcome you alone today, actually, um, because my guest bailed on me, sadly. I'm not sure what happened, but we had a whole thing planned, and um, he did not show up today. <laughs> so I'm going to be here by myself, uh, and I think I just came up with the idea that I am going to title these segments by myself that I guess I will be sometimes doing um, exposure therapy because I feel very exposed (laughs) but this whole experience of sharing things with you on the podcast and just getting to talk things out and create a community around all the things that we're all dealing with in our lives is definitely therapy Um, it's therapy for me for sure and hopefully it's a little bit of therapy for you and something that allows you to relate to other people and not feel like you're going through so many things alone Um, I feel like I have so much to share. I don't even know where to start. Um, But I think I'll start with the conversation I was just having with Liv a few minutes ago, actually. Um, A lot of you know Liv. She is um, my, well, the only guest I've had so far on the Divine Experience podcast. She's my very best friend. And we have a lot of conversations about life all the time. We are pretty much constantly sharing our life experiences with each other, as well as um, sharing our thoughts on different things and and contemplating and speculating and, and analyzing uh, and just expressing all the different things that each of us go through. And it's really been such an incredible thing to have in a friendship, which we've always been this way. She and I have been friends since we were very young. Um, And it's just really cool to be able to have a friendship and a a safe space for you to go to talk about what's going on in your life and really share um, just the different experiences you have, the different lessons you learn from it, the questions that arise from it, and sometimes just have a good laugh. I just had some interesting things that I had talked about with Liv earlier today and some little moments I had being proud of myself that I thought maybe some people could relate to. Um, some of the stuff that we've been talking about, you know, relationships and human connection come up a lot um, just in, in regular conversations that we have, just because we're learning so much as we grow. And I think we have covered on this podcast, you know, some of the um, ideas and themes and, you know, quote unquote normalcies that um, kind of surround the idea of relationships and especially what women want um, and what's okay and what's appropriate for us to want. And, you know, kind of breaking that mold and being able to go, oh, hey, like I want to experience anything that I want to experience. I don't want to have to fit into this box of what I've been told that I want or what I need. So it's a little interesting because um, I feel like I'm constantly evolving and how I how I want to connect with relationships, um, say romantically or intimately or sexually. I feel like I have really incredible platonic relationships in my life. And I'm so fortunate to get to have such incredible friends and people that I bond with that I have such amazing platonic relationships with. With intimate relationships, I find that I have not, I I don't venture out very much. I don't have a lot of different people in my life that come and go because I'm very guarded. Um, And I really try to protect my energy as much as I can. But something else that's a struggle is I, as a human in a human body with hormones and with needs and with private parts, (laughs) um, I crave connection. And I think a lot of people do. I think, you know, there are asexual people and there are people who not don't necessarily need connection in that way. But I'm somebody who needs um, physical connection and emotional connection a lot, which is really funny for somebody who doesn't date a lot and who doesn't um, 
you know, really put out the feelers to have a lot of different people in my life or go on dates with a lot of different people. Um, and sometimes I try to. Sometimes I go on dates more and I'll try to, you know, kind of <laughs> like season myself a bit more with different personalities and different experiences with different people. And I just will find myself really energetically drained because I don't feel like I'm con connecting organically. And that's something I've really struggled with in this dating app culture has been um, just this this need to, to, to fill space, I think, in life where when you start to feel like you need connection and then you get on this dating app and it feels like a job or it feels really inauthentic and it, what used to be fun to like swipe and analyze profiles and communicate with people and now just feels so exhausting and just so not aligned with you know what I want and I guess the question is what do I want right because it's it's always changing and it even changes just within the month of my hormone cycle um, I will have certain days and weeks that I really crave intimacy or I really crave being around people or connection or having attention paid to me and there are other days where I'm just like I don't ever want to have a romantic or intimate connection with anyone again everybody get away from me <laughs> and that can be um, very hot and cold for my own mind and nervous system in life um, but also towards other people which can be you know not something that I want to do I don't want to be unkind I don't want to be hot and cold towards anybody um, and you know the fortunate thing is I don't have a long-term, you know, platonic partner that lives with me that, or I'm sorry, romantic partner that lives with me that um, is having to go through, you know, those moods all the time because I, I live a pretty independent lifestyle. Um, but I do find that it's difficult when I crave to have new connection or, or revived connection or intimate connection or any kind of connection um, outside of platonic connection. And then I'm in these moods, I'm like, oh, I don't have anyone that I feel comfortable like telling what I want um, that that has the time or you know availability to give that to me right now because I don't have an ongoing romantic relationship with them. And that's where hookup culture comes in, right? Hookup culture, quote unquote. Like, you know, that's where the idea of having like a friend with benefits, right? Or or somebody that you're dating casually um, comes in. And I think that can be kind of difficult when you are you know, wanting these things, but you also have really high standards for, you know, the kind of people that you want to be around, the kind of energy that you want to share with people. Um, and I think that that can really affect, you know, your social interactions, um, because you know that you want to be around someone of quality if you're going to take the time and the energy to share yourself with somebody but then you're not necessarily in something where you want something on the regular and I just was thinking about the episode that we did that was called um, high maintenance or high standards question mark <laughs> um, and I think I might have found today only today this could change tomorrow I'm getting off my period so <laughs> my hormones are going through all kinds of different stuff right now and next week I could be in a totally different headspace but I appreciate you giving me the grace to be an ever-evolving human and sharing that journey with you um, I think I may have found the in-between the the middle ground between what's high maintenance and what's high standards or, or what's appropriate to accept in my life between high maintenance and high standards and etc and I believe it's this. I think that when it comes to your romantic relationships, your partner that you know you 
strive to take very seriously and that you have in your life on a regular basis, you should have high standards. I mean, you should have high standards with everybody. You should have high standards even in platonic relationships. You should have standards that people of quality will meet so that you are not in a state of dysregulation or sadness or disruption or anything because of the people in your life. You should always have high standards for yourself. But I'm talking about in relationships. I feel like when it comes to dating, I have very specific standards of what I will and will not accept and what is and isn't attracted to me because of those things. And I think that I'm very comfortable keeping those standards very high in my romantic relationships and serious relationships. And I'm even comfortable being a little high maintenance in those relationships, not in a way that's that's negatively impacting my partner. But I know what I want and I know what I will and will not accept. And I'm very comfortable with that. And I continue to get more comfortable as I continue to get more comfortable with myself and to love myself more because I know that I'm going to treat myself really, really, really well. So you should also be treating me well if you want to be in my life. Otherwise, why am I sharing and or wasting my energy with you or on you? Um, When it comes to more casual like flings or friends with benefits or something like that, if you will, I think that it's okay to maybe shift what you would not accept in a relationship in your friends with benefits. Now, I'm not talking about them being kind or, or you know, respectful or any of it. You can't shift those things. That's just being a good human, okay? That's like you can't – don't have sex with somebody just because they're hot and you have chemistry, but then they disrespect you. Like that's not some, that's not treating yourself well, and you deserve so much more than that. But – Okay, here's an example. (laughs) I'll just get to it. Um, I had somebody that I had met, uh, and I found that they were very attractive, and we definitely had chemistry. Like, the heat was there, and we had a lot of fun talking, and there was definitely a friendship of sorts beneath all of that. But he just would not be a good boyfriend to me. Um, There were issues with communication, and there were issues with, you know, um, timeliness and you know, the level of attention that I require (laughs) to be in a relationship, which to me seems like a normal level of attention. But to somebody else might seem, um, you know, maybe they only want to talk to you once a week or whatever it is. Um, I think that when I first started seeing this person and met this person, I, I very quickly was like, oh, like, this is not this is not relationship material to me, which stinks because I really like making out with him and I really like hanging out with him and I like talking to him sometimes and it's fun to have someone to go do stuff with. But because I had created such a huge checklist for myself on what I want in my relationships and what I will accept and what my standards are, um, I didn't see him as somebody that I could have around casually um, or that I could, you know, hang out with on occasion or even really have a friendship with because I felt like the relationship was just not um, not something that that would have been productive for my heart and would have comforted my heart overall. But recently, just yesterday, Liv and I were talking about we're in these places in our lives. Each of us happen to be at the same time where, like, you know, I feel so fulfilled. I feel like my career is amazing and I feel like I have the most incredible friends and I feel like I have a solid support system and I feel like my time is filled with all kinds of things and I don't. 
I don't have the room for, I guess, like taking on something very intense and new right now in a way that is going to disrupt my own journey within myself that I'm having. I'm also processing some, you know, very traumatic things that recently happened um, that make it difficult to want to connect with other people just because there's so much there that I'm just not ready to uncover yet. And it's kind of hard for me to not be genuinely honest about what's going on in my life um, when I'm getting to know someone. And so you know, we were sharing with each other that like, there's this place of, of feeling fulfilled by ourselves and our lives. But like, there are times where you just want connection, like, you just want to cuddle with somebody, or you just want to hook up with somebody or feel their presence or watch movies or have someone to go out to eat with, but not necessarily. You don't want to settle for anybody and give all of your life and time to somebody. Um, who is not meeting the standards that you have for a relationship. And it's difficult to kind of force these, you know, I, I call them benefriendships um, because you're friends with benefits. Uh, it's difficult to force these benefriends um, because it's hard to find people, at least for me, that I am genuinely organically attracted to. Um, there, are a, there are a lot of levels for me when it comes to attraction. Uh, I have to be intellectually attracted to you. I have to be emotionally attracted to you. I have to feel safe. I have to feel like there is more than just the fact that, you know, we're both hot and there's a spark here. There just has to be more than that for me to feel like I even want to spend my time with someone, whether or not they're, you know, the person that I'm in a, um, consistent romantic serious relationship with and it can be frustrating because there are these times that come around where I'm ready to spend time with someone or connect with someone and I feel stuck in a hard place stuck between a rock and a hard place stuck somewhere who knows I'm stuck <laughs> because I I want those things but I don't want to just go on an app and find someone for that night and I don't want to have to start a new project and I, I like to meet people organically if I can. Um, and I just kind of came to the conclusion last night that what if I did reach out to somebody that I'm attracted to and just told them what was up? Like, what if I was just super fucking honest about what I wanted and what I expected and what I would accept and then let them decide if that's something they want to step into and if they want to hang or not? So I was feeling kind of ballsy. And I sent a voice message to this guy that um, I had seen before, but knew that I didn't, I, I, that it just wasn't going to work out seriously between us. Um, and I said, hey, listen, I think you're cool. I think we're super attracted to each other, obviously. Um, I would like to hang out sometimes and I would like to make out sometimes, um, but I will not be driving all the way to you because I'm a terrible driver and I cannot see for the life of me, especially at nighttime. Oh my God. Um, I'm also not available on your weird schedule because his schedule is very flighty. And that was one of the reasons our relationship, you know, was not going to be a relationship. There just seemed to be um, some disconnects there with time and timing and communicating about time and plans. I said, uh, I think that we both could use some human connection in our life. And I think that we really vibe. Um, and I am cool with that. If you will come to me and if you will respect my time and understand that, 
you know, this is something that I want to do, but I don't want it to be some big dramatic thing that I get caught up in. And I felt really nervous when I sent that message. I think I put it um, kind of in a sexier way that probably made a little bit more sense because I'm very scatterbrained right now sitting in front of the camera by myself and telling all of my personal exposing secrets. Um, but I definitely feel like I just was able to like send the message really clearly of you know what I wanted and what I expected. And I put the ball in his court and... He hearted the message and said, yeah, absolutely. I'll come to you. When are you free? And it was that simple. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, all I had to do was tell the universe and tell this person what I wanted. And it made it so much easier than all these hoops that I feel like I usually have to jump through or games or ways that I have to read someone or that they have to read me in, in order for us to find a way to to fit our lives together or fit our time together that aligns with, you know, what my true desires are. And it also made me realize that as much as I think I'm amazing at communicating uh, my wants or my needs with people, I'm not at times. Um, I, I do think sometimes that people need to read my mind um, or that, you know, I, I'm... I don't know. I, I just feel like I... I struggle with being hot and cold in ways because maybe sometimes I don't know what I want or I don't know what I need or sometimes I know exactly what I want and need but I'm afraid to tell anybody. And it just felt really good to just be like, this is what I want. This is what I'll accept. Let me know if that works for you. And it worked, I think. And um, I just felt really good about being in control of the fact of not waiting for especially a man in particular, to decide for me like what our relationship or what our interactions were going to be. Um, and I felt like not only was it a powerful move on my part for myself, but it, it taught this person how to respect me more and my time and how to communicate with me because I'm able to be so honest about what I wanted and what I expected out of our time together or our our whatever kind of relationship that we have or don't have. Um, and so I just want to take the moment to encourage you to go for it. If you're thinking or feeling something and you feel like you're not ready to share what that is, I understand. But there is a lot of strength in just embracing what you want and who you are and not being afraid of that. Like, I, I could have easily been afraid of the rejection I could have gotten from that message of him being like, no, that doesn't sound good to me. Or, oh, my gosh, like, what a weirdo, you know, or I'm not interested anymore or anything like that. But instead, I was just like, you know what? It's not going to hurt me. I'm deciding. I'm deciding it's not going to hurt me. Um, if this person doesn't fall in line with what I want, because that means they're just not for me. And I'm just going to say, hey, this sounds good to me. Does this sound good to you? Awesome. It doesn't? No worries. It was nice. Bye. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I just I just I think I wanted to take this moment to just encourage you to embrace your power and to embrace your truth and your desires and what you want, especially when it comes to dating and relationships and sex because nobody can read your mind and nobody is going to give you what you want until you ask for it and you show them how to treat you. 
And you need to be treating yourself well in a way that's allowing you to express who you are and what you want. Because if you're denying yourself of your own needs, of your own of your own cravings, of your own human nature, what kind of life are we living? I mean, if we're if we're denying our hunger for connection um, or or anything else, like are we really embracing our full divine experience here? I mean, it, this this whole life is about enjoying every moment and being present in every moment. It's not about achieving anything in particular. It's not about you know, our accomplishments or who we know or what we do. It's just about living your best life. And it's so easy to forget that because there's just so much telling us what we should and shouldn't do and what we should and shouldn't want, who we should and shouldn't be. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. Like, just be who you want. Fuck who you want. (laughs) Do what you want. (laughs) Don't hurt anybody. Don't hurt yourself. But live your best life. And sometimes that means saying, hey, uh, I want to hook up with you and this is what I am and I'm not okay with. Uh, if you're down, let me know. And I, that was really the first time I've ever done that. Um, and it just felt really empowering to get to go, ah, oh, yes, I feel like I just like asserted the right kind of control in this scenario. Um, so I, I just, I think I just, I just wanted to stop in and say that since I'm here by myself. (laughs) I have so many other things I want to share with you, and I I feel completely scatterbrained and and blank on where to even start on any of this because I'm used to having someone. I feel more comfortable having someone here to bounce conversations off of. I don't feel like I ramble as much, or maybe I do, but it's like within a context that somebody else can, can you know, play with me on rather than me just rambling alone. Um, But I I do feel an intimacy here between you and I sitting here and and just having some quiet moments to ourselves and and sharing these experiences. Um, I also want to share, this is random, but not really, um, just talk about self-love. I'm going to be talking about it a lot on this podcast. You're going to get so sick of hearing about self-love. Hopefully not, because that's pretty much what the basis of this podcast um, is and and the foundation that it's built on. Um, But something I've been really struggling with lately, again, is body dysmorphia. And I think it's really important to talk about because... A lot of people are struggling with it, and a lot of people go through phases of struggling with it. I have times where I struggle with it way more, and I have times where I don't struggle with it as much. And I'm definitely going through a phase right now where I am just feeling uncomfortable in my clothes. I'm feeling nervous about my weight um, because my weight fluctuates all the time. It always has since I was a little girl. I stay in pretty much um, a pocket of weight as far as like where it fluctuates to, but I have, you know, um, different ends of that spectrum that my body will go to. And usually if I'm very thin or, you know, um, just thinner in my frame than I normally am, it's because I'm going through something health-wise or stress-wise and stuff. So it's actually should be a mark of joy when my body feels more full and when I'm in my thicker phase or whatever you want to call it. Um, But it's interesting how the world and life and society are so hell-bent on making sure that if we're in our phases where, you know, maybe we're not feeling as slim or whatever it is that your particular kind of dysmorphia struggles with, 
um, it can be just so haunting because it feels like it's almost what you're thinking about all the time, or at least every time you look at yourself or get dressed or see people or whatever, right? And I think it's really important to address that, like, your body is always going to be changing and your life is always going to be changing. Your mind is always going to be changing. Like, that's the beautiful thing about being us. That's the beautiful thing about being human. And this whole divine experience that we get to have is that you get to evolve and nothing is the same all the time. Cause just imagine how boring that would be. And with that comes evolving our physical selves. And sometimes we're in control of those elements and a lot of times we're not. And I think that there is a lot of freedom in being able to love yourself no matter where you're at and really enjoy the ride of just feeling like you can love and accept your body despite what it looks like that day or despite how you're feeling. You know, for me, feeling in my clothes, like I'm putting on my winter clothes and I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit the way that I like, or it doesn't fit the way it fit last year. But, you know, that could change in a couple of weeks because my body changes so much. Um, but I really think it's important to be talking about and normalizing these experiences we have with our bodies because we get on social media and we look on TV and on the internet or whatever, and everything is just so carefully curated to give such a specific image. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a photographer. I literally photograph people for a living. I make people look a certain way for a living. But my my whole purpose behind that is to teach them to love themselves and embrace who they are, not to try to change that. And I actually encourage my clients to not you know, ask me to edit so much that changes their bodies. And that the whole point of what we do is to celebrate who they are and the essence of the beauty that's already there. Um, but it's really hard when, you know, you think you're following a social media influencer or a celebrity or even your friends and you see their images and you think, gosh, why didn't, why don't I look like that? Or why don't my clothes fit like that? Or how is every picture of them so perfect? And first of all, I'm telling you it's not photographer here. Hi, how's it going? Um, most photos are shit. <laughs> There's one photo in a pile of many photos that is the photo, whether that be in a professional photographer's camera or in your best friend's or favorite celebrity's selfie roll. There's 20 million photos and there's one that they picked and then went and tuned up to go show to the world to make them feel like they're presenting the best version of themselves. And there's nothing wrong with presenting the best version of yourself. Like everybody should feel beautiful and sexy and proud to be who they are. But in this world that's constantly curated by... Photoshop and Facetune and video editing software and, you know, just posts that aren't genuine and, and you know, you're not seeing someone in their closet when they're trying all the things on and throwing away the 10 outfits that didn't work that day. You're not seeing what they look like right when they take their makeup off and they just finished crying or after they ate a huge Thanksgiving meal or anything like that like you're not or what they wake up like in the morning like you're not getting those images you're just getting this perfect image that someone's showing you that says hey like this is how proud I am of myself today but this is the only way that you get to see me and then it affects the way that your self-image starts to reflect on itself and that can be 
so discouraging because we live in a world where so much of our lives feels like it's based on our appearances. And if you don't feel like super proud of your appearance or like your appearance matches everybody else, it can start to cause some really, really damaging issues and thought patterns in your life that lead to body dysmorphia or eating disorders or addiction to cosmetic surgeries or, you know, wearing waist trainers that are two sizes too small for 16 hours a day because you think it's going to make your waist have the look that you want, even though you're literally crushing your organs and destroying your health. Hi, that's me. How's it going? My name's McKenna, and I've done that. Um, I have seriously struggled with anorexia and eating disorders in the past, um, and I have seriously struggled with body dysmorphia in ways that has at times completely ruled my life and every thought. And I refuse to live that way anymore. I absolutely will not let it happen. Does that mean that I don't struggle with it almost daily? Absolutely not. I struggle with it all the time. But I will not give in because any time that that's been the center of my life, my appearance and how perfect I want it to be, according to society standards, is being the center of my life, all that's done is ruin my life and completely rob me of my joy, completely rob me of my health, and create really serious issues that I've had to deal with later on. So I just want to challenge you today, if you're struggling with any kind of body dysmorphia or self-love, whether it be your beautiful face, your gorgeous hair, your stunning body, your skin that glows, like any of it, like I promise you, you're lovely and you're perfect. And I'd really like to challenge you to go look in the mirror and look directly in your eyes and tell yourself five things that you really love about yourself today. And it might feel like a challenge at first. Um, it's definitely going to feel awkward if you're not used to doing it. I definitely felt super awkward the first few times I did mirror work. And I still feel awkward if I haven't done it in a while and I try to get back into it. But I think that there is a huge amount of power in looking into your own soul and telling yourself what you love and what is so beautiful there, whether it be on the outside or the inside. I would love to encourage you to try to find things that you love about the flaws that you see so that you can change your perspective on those or learn to embrace them. Um, something that I really feel insecure about in my life is like my stomach area. Like I've always, even at my thinnest and most anorexic and craziest workouts three times a day, eating a strawberry once every five days, just ruining myself have always had like, I guess a little pooch is what they call it. I don't know, just a cute little tummy. And um, I've always let that get in the way of my confidence, whether it be when I'm getting dressed, when I'm taking photos, when I'm going on dates, when I'm seeing people after I eat, like whatever it is. And I'm really working hard to embrace that part of myself because it's so cute and it's soft and it protects my organs and it's where I nourish my body and give it nutrients. And I've just been taught to hate it so much because of this world that we live in, wanting such unrealistic standards for us and our appearances. And I just don't think that it's right for us to spend so much time 
putting negative energy back into our bodies for something that's always going to be there and that we should just learn to love. So, you know, I'm going to go today and I'm going to put my hands on my tummy and I'm going to say I have the cutest stomach and I have the most amazing body and I love my body and it's strong and it's sexy and it's soft and it's loving and I feel like I can conquer the world because I am the hottest bitch, not only in this room, but on the planet right now. And I 100% want to believe that. And I'm going to keep telling myself until I know it for fact. And you will get to phases where you know it for fact, and then you'll start letting go a little bit of, of, you know, constantly telling yourself these positive things. And then your default mindset will start to come in again about, oh, no, like, I used to love myself. Now I don't. Now I feel like this. Now I feel like that. Like, no, it's just a practice. It's just like anything else. Like, you just have to practice loving yourself because we're programmed from such an early age, from all angles, and it only increases as we get older, to hate ourselves. And it's horrible. And it's not It's not something that our lives should be wasted on because you're so precious and your life is so incredible and we're so happy that you're here and that you look the way you do and that you act the way you do and that you exist in this crazy wild world that is literally a floating rock in space (laughs) and you're here and you exist and you look like this you have the nerve to be that fucking hot you have the nerve to look that good and come up in here and sprinkle your magic dust around your life and touch the people you love and exist. That's incredible. I'm so grateful for you. And I think you should try to practice being grateful for yourself too, because you deserve it. So I hope that, um, you know, when I expose myself like this, it feels it's terrifying, um, to say the least. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm very private. Uh, despite what people think from my personality and from what I talk about with my friends or on this podcast, like I'm, I'm incredibly private and I'm incredibly nervous for people to know anything about me. But I think that if I can use my own divine experience and the things that I deal with and that I learn from and that I feel to connect with other people so that they don't have to feel like they're going through this by themselves – I will absolutely do that and I'll do it feeling uncomfortable the whole time, (laughs) but I'll do it because this kind of exposure therapy is healthy for all of us. And I think when you can just be vulnerable and be able to be your true self and encourage others to be their true selves, we're going to break this mold of this whole world trying so hard to crush us from the inside out. It's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to just get to be each of our selves and our own uniqueness and shine. And we all deserve that. You deserve that for sure. Um, I deserve that. So I think I'm going to go shine. And I think you should too. And I think that if we can continue to have these conversations about working on the way that we view ourselves, working on the way that we talk to ourselves, working on the way that we respect ourselves, we express ourselves and what we want, um, we're going to be able to improve the overall quality of our lives and our divine experiences here. And there's nothing 
more powerful than knowing that you have your own life in your own hands and you get to control the narrative. You get to control how you feel about it. You get to control your perception and your perspectives and who you get to be while you're here in this short, fleeting, beautiful time. So um, I hope that you take the time to love yourself today. And I hope that you make time for that every day. Uh, I do have a free self-love calendar that I can share with you guys. It's on the Divine Experience website. Um, I believe that is uh, thedivineexperience.com and or it's divineexperience.com. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to check. I don't even know my own website. Um, but there is a free self-love calendar on there and it has... Um, different things that you can do every day to practice spending time with yourself and loving yourself. And I think it's really important to do that because our days so quickly from the moment, the moment we wake up becomes about everything else in the world and less about what makes you the most comfortable, what makes you the most happy, what makes you the most loving and radiant being that you can be. Um, so feel free to check out the self-love calendar and use it as you would like to. Um, it's really fun and it gives you a few things every day for you to choose from so it never gets boring and um, you deserve it. So also make sure that you um, follow my photography pages because I don't think I've said that yet. Uh, but my camera live and my camera divine are where you can find my work. I photograph um, fine art portraits. I also photograph a lot of celebrities. I love covering concerts. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, recently, I've covered MGK. I've covered Snoop Dogg. I've covered Nelly, Logic, Chris Brown. Um, just really incredible. Just Justina Valentine and um, Nick Cannon from Wild and Out. That was super fun. Um, it's really cool to get to express myself through art and share it with you all. So please feel free to check it out and leave a comment under your favorite photo. Um, I always like knowing what really stands off to people and what makes them feel um, like they're viewing something that really makes their eyes happy <laughs> and that makes them feel emotion. Uh, so please do that and check out our, our other episodes on, um, YouTube and Spotify, the divine experience podcast. We're here to continue to create content that you can relate to and create a community that you can feel like you really get to be a part of. So you're not out here floating on this tiny rock in the middle of space by yourself. So we're all here together. So I love you so much. Thanks for joining me, my friends, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.